We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But we've got Bruce Nolan with Buffalo Rumblings joining us right here, right now on the West Her Hotline. Bruce, it's Derek. It's on day before a Bills game. What's going on? I'm rocking and rolling, man. It's a party all the time. Disco balls, dancers, the whole thing. Just trying to mentally process, get ready for the onslaught of emotions, the ups and downs that come play-by-play in the NFL. And, I mean, this Bills team, when you say onslaught of emotions, for two weeks we really didn't have to feel those. It was just hype and feeling good in party time. And now we actually remember what it's like to have a roller coaster of emotions in a Bills game. The unfortunate side, though, is... Every time that we've had to feel feelings, Bruce, it's not gone well for the Bills. While there's a narrative out there right now that the Bills can't win close games and that like that's their big weakness, how much of this do you really think just comes down to happenstance and luck? I think a lot of it does. I think that the key things is can we identify a specific time or cause or personnel change that took them from being 5-1 and one in one-score games to being 0-7 oh in one-score games. I mean, the quarterback's the same. The head coach is the same. The defensive coordinator's the same. The offensive coordinator's different, but we only have a one-game sample size of a close game with that offensive coordinator. So if you want to say that the Bills somehow became something different than they were previously, we can't really identify. We can't really isolate that variable. And If you look at prognosticators who are attempting to predict regression in teams, usually the first place they will go. In fact, the first place they went when it came to prognosticating the 2020 Bills onto the 2021 season was, were they exceptionally good in one-score games? And the reason that is is because they know over a long period of time when it comes to significant sample size, that stuff's not sustainable because there's too many things that can go wrong at the wrong time. If you look at the Rams game that the Buffalo Bills won in early 2020, there's a passing interference penalty that probably didn't necessarily need to be called, but then on the same time, you have a catch that got overruled as an interception. These are little things that can change the entire dynamic of the game, and they can change them a lot more when it's within one score. The best way to avoid it is just to try to avoid one-score games entirely. And so – I'm not willing at this point to say that the Bills have an issue when it comes to one-score games because I don't think we have anything we can identify aside from, well, they're 0-7. That's it. We can't give a why. We can't give a factor. We can't give a person. We can't give examples. Instead, we just have the 0-7. So I'm not willing to buy it yet. It's frustrating. It's annoying. But Sean McDermott's been the coach of this team for a while, 
And over the significant sample size, there really isn't an issue there. So, Bruce, the other thing I like to think about with this one, though, is um, there has been, in at least the last two losses that we've witnessed, some bafflingly terrible decisions uh, on the defensive side, coaching-wise. Uh, obviously, with 13 seconds, how soft they played that. And now we have that third and 22 that allows the Dolphins to take the lead and how soft that was. Uh, so is that is the one thing that is sticking with me in the only the last two losses. So like you said, it's not a huge sample size, but it is like an emotional scar for fans right now is their willingness to play back and off when there are times when you need to get aggressive even though it's a close game. I can see that. I can totally see that. In fact, if you look back at some of the games that they won that were one score, you can see some of those things. I mean, Sean McDermott famously punted and played for a tie in a snow game against the Colts where a tie knocks you out of playoff contention. Like, and we were all screaming and yelling, but then the Bills end up winning, and so we just, we just dismiss it. Or Brian Dable throwing the ball 41 times in a windstorm against the Cleveland Browns when Devin Singletary is averaging five and a half yards a carry. And he carries the ball eight times. We remember these things a lot more in one-score losses. When one-score wins come around, we're like, eh, well, I, I don't really remember. I, I don't really know. And then when we look at other teams who make baffling decisions, you know, follow their beat writers, follow their fans, right? And you see all these scenarios. And I, just, I don't think the Bills are making these decisions at a greater clip than other teams. Now, there are circumstances, like you just said, where – we have these things that stick out in our mind, and they do. But if we step back, we have a little more perspective. If we see things for the big picture, I just, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around the idea that they're fundamentally different now in 2021 and 2022 than they were in 2020. And I think it just a lot of it's a lot of it's a luck component that we just don't want to talk about as fans. We don't like it because it means that we don't have anything to yell about. We don't have anything to point at. We can't say fire that guy or do this different. We don't want to say luck. We don't want to say rock, paper, scissors. We don't want these things to be true, but sometimes they are a little bit. Of course, Bruce, there is uh, there's something else about this team, though, that's one of these variables that uh, is leading to them having their most recent loss, and that is the tidal wave of injuries. Uh, <laughs> I looked at it here today. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, on the Thursday injury report, that was the last time I really got a glimpse of it, um, I had seen 15 players listed on there, 13 of them with actual injuries because there were two with veteran rest, and 10 of those were day one starters. Oh, and then they signed Xavier Rhodes, and he's got an injury. So Luck is really playing a poor role right now with this Bills team. Even though they're 2-1, and one, we're still fine. It's still looking like one of these seasons where uh, people may or may not want to tear their own hair out uh, at some point. It. No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's oh, a sorry. struggle. Yeah, it, it has been it has been a uh, obnoxious amount of injuries for this team. But when it comes to this weekend against the Ravens, there are still a lot of contributors that aren't going to be playing or probably not playing. Christian Benford obviously out. Jordan Phillips remains out with a week to week issue, uh, and we've got Jay Kumaro out. Plenty of players questionable in this one. Uh, the official report I'm looking at it one two three four five six seven eight nine nine players questionable on this uh, on this game tomorrow, but the Ravens are also a sort of a team that has had injury woes of their own, and it, this is going to be a game where you have to hope if you're the Bills 
that the weather clears up because their running game has been the biggest struggle. I agree. If the, if the weather is a better factor than we're hoping that it's going to be, then there's a chance you can just you can, out, you can just outscore them. You can just get ahead of the fact that the Ravens defense is one of the worst in the league so far this year. And a lot of it is due to injuries. I mean, they signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul is their Xavier Rhodes, right? He's the reinforcement coming off the street going, we need help in this scenario. And the Ravens, of course, last year were banged up amongst a crazy amount. And everyone thought, okay, there was going to be regression to the mean when it comes to Ravens injuries. And a lot of people were picking them to win the AFC North specifically for that reason. But if you have a weather situation where you're forced to go and do left-handed work and you're forced to run the ball more significantly than you want to, that's not, that's not a game plan for success because it minimizes the things that the Ravens are weak at, which is, pass defense, and it maximizes the things that the Ravens are good at, which is run offense. And Lamar Jackson's playing at MVP level. If you don't have him as your MVP this year, you probably have Josh Allen. It's one or the other at this point. And I don't really need any additional favors in their name at this point because I'm glad with the injuries have to happen, they're happening early rather than late. But I also don't want to fall in a significant hole and have to play catch-up because – now we, now we margin for error gets thinner and thinner and thinner. I don't like having that. So I agree with you. I think the weather is going to be a bigger factor than we'd like it to be. But I think a lot of people would rather it be wet than windy. So if I have to pick wet or windy, I'm picking wet. Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings, joining us on the West Her Hotline. Bruce, and I bring up, obviously, the weather being such a huge issue because outside of Josh Allen, the effectiveness of running the football with this Bills backfield has been – I can't even say subpar. That'd be too nice. Uh, what, are, what, are, what are the woes of this team being able to run the football without its quarterback? Bruce, we got you? Uh-oh. Well, we're going to see if we got Bruce Nolan back on there. Might have been a slight connection error. But... That's my that's my biggest concern heading into tomorrow's game. Is their capability of running the football or lack thereof when it comes to not involving Josh Allen in running. And there are plenty of fans terrified out there about Josh Allen and his inability I mean and trying to make sure he doesn't get hit a lot. But I, I return now to Bruce with this question of what is up with the Bills' backfield being incapable of making an impact? Uh, running the football without Josh Allen has become uh, a terrible sight to see. I think one of the things that the offseason acquisitions haven't gone quite as well as you wanted them to. I think that when you swap out Darrell Williams for more athletic linemen, you think, okay, this person's got experience in Aaron Cromer's system. I think that we can start to run the ball zone a little bit more than we want to because it feels like at the beginning of every year, if you look at the Bills' stats and you look at the amount of zone runs that they run versus the amount of man runs that they run, they All right. That happened. <laughs> We're going to get Bruce back on, and, um, and we'll see what happened there. It just – again, I don't know what's going on where, um, where the uh, – Like this run game, I don't understand. You want to try to get better alignments that you can run zone. You want to be able to uh, acquire better things there. 
I, I think that, again, I'm not sure how this happens. I don't really know how it happens, aside from the fact that Roger Saffold hasn't quite been what we wanted it to. The offensive line was a struggle in the offseason. You know, you had injuries there. Spencer Brown basically played no snaps in the preseason and, and, and practice because he was getting ready. You had David Questenberry there. I think that that opportunity for them to gel hasn't quite been there. I also think that James Cook was probably slotted for a bigger role early on before his fumble on his first carry. I think that'll help. I think you've got to get the pieces moving together. I think if you saw a bigger role for James Cook, if you saw a little bit more gelling, I think that would help. But every year the Bills start off with what they want to be, and they end the year with what they don't want to be, but it's working. And that's what happened at the end of 2021. Devin Singletary had a great end of 2021. It wasn't just because he was getting 18 carries a game. It was also because they pretty much just said, okay, well, let's do, we're just going to run a lot of gap runs. And then the next year they come around to do it again because I don't think that's what they want to be. And so they keep trying to go, okay, no, this is the year. This is the year it's going to work. And it doesn't end up working. Now you go out in the offseason, you get a running back who's better fit for that system. Let's see if we can give it a little bit of time. Yeah, I, again, we, we need to see – like this is the first time we've seen it in a while where the Bills running game or lack thereof really caught up to them because of the fact that Josh Allen had to throw for 400 yards and they still only got 17 points offensively. And you want to be able to see a bit of a mix there you, because Allen, that last throw on the goal line on that fourth and one, he doesn't set his feet, but his arm, it just – it looks like it was a pitch count sort of thing. Guy's been throwing 60 times in this game. He's going to miss something like that when that happens. So I I do hope, though, that in a game like this tomorrow that they're able to get some sort of semblance of a run game with that tailback trio there, especially if you're going to keep them in there, uh, all three of them active. You better use them. And it's been very uninspiring from that front there. And now, though, that's not even the biggest – it's my biggest concern, but it's probably not the biggest challenge that this team has. Dealing with Lamar Jackson, Bruce, that's going to be a toughie. It is, and this isn't Lamar Jackson on a down year. This is Lamar Jackson at the peak of his efficiency. This is Lamar Jackson MVP level Lamar Jackson. Now, the Bills have historically done a good job with Lamar Jackson in the playoff game. Most notably, they did a good job with Lamar Jackson, and now they have better players up front that I think will probably help them. Matt Milano has always been a a key piece of defending Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Shaq Lawson get some snaps here, and They've historically done a pretty good job against Lamar Jackson, but also Lamar Jackson's got a new contingent of weapons now. He's got Rashad Bateman, who looks like he could be a a good number one receiver. Devin Duvernay has been a pleasant surprise for them. I don't know if he can keep up the the touchdown-to-catch ratio that he's got going on because that's a a little interesting, and fantasy football owners are having a good time with Devin Duvernay right now. But if you look at where they were at last year, how significantly injured they were, Ronnie Stanley's going to come back at some point and they're going to have their full complement. And J.K. Dobbins now made his debut last week. This is the second week now. He's good to go. Justice Hill has started to show up. So this is a better Ravens team than the Ravens team that the Bills last beat. And so it's not just, hey, we got to stop Lamar Jackson. It's also, um, you know, I can't just focus only on Lamar Jackson anymore because I have actually weapons, which is one of the things that the Ravens have historically just said, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, We'll just call it a day. And it's not that case anymore, which makes it more difficult. But the Buffalo Bills prepared for this. They stocked up on the defensive line so that they could get things like this done. And while that defensive line is banged up a bit, they, stu- they do still have Daquan Jones in there. 
they do probably get one of these defensive tackles back, and that would be nice if they can get Settle or Oliver, hopefully both, uh, to return uh, soon enough for this team. Bruce, of course, I got to ask you how you're feeling about this game and uh, generally your prediction for this one tomorrow. It's really hard to predict this one when you don't know the weather, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bills 28-24, and I'm going to take a one-score victory because I, I think it just it's one of those – things where the second a narrative starts to pop up i mean remember when the bills you know didn't keep their foot on in the third quarter i remember that narrative where josh allen can't play in front of crowds i remember all these narratives and it feels like the second they reach the height the you know apex of their popularity they get squashed a little bit so i'm going to take a buffalo bills one score victory 28 24 all right, I like that, Bruce. I, and uh, obviously, I'm kind of just hoping for it at this point. Like they, they get the monkey off the back just so that we can stop hearing about it being in a doom and gloom sense. Like my eyebrow is raised, but I'm not thinking, oh, it's a one score game. We can't win this. I, they had a chance after a butt punt, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the butt punt would have been the narrative if, if the butt oh punt win that game. The entire narrative is the butt punt and how the Dolphins choked it away a one score game. And, and, and it would have been the greatest of memes uh, if, if it was a loss. Like, it's still a great meme, but now it's just uh, it's, it's lessened a little. But we got a butt punt. I, I, was, I did not care about the rest of that game. I was like, we got a butt punt. I'm perfectly happy with this. And um, I'm just glad that the Bills haven't uh, screwed something up to that degree. Excuse me while I find a piece of wood to knock on. Losses are temporary, but the memes, the memes are forever. Thank you, Bruce. That is exactly how you hold it near and dear to your heart. Bruce, for the people, let them know how to find you. If they're not already following you, they're doing it wrong. I appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks so much for having me, man. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruce Exclusive. Uh, my show, The Bruce Exclusive, drops every Thursday on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And uh, I, I can't wait for when you get to rip Nate for um, something that he says. I am ready. I, I, I stand ready to go. Because also, Bruce does have the food for thought. That's with Nate Geary on as, as everything goes on there as well. So uh, I'm always a fan of making fun of Nate. But uh, yesterday, he did, a, he did a pretty cool thing for a great cause with Real Men Wear Pink. So obviously, uh, that's why I'm in the chair today. He's recovering. Well, he deserves a day off after some <laughs> of the clips that have made their way around social media. I think he deserves a day off. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of my co-host, proud to represent the Food for Thought WGR family out there in the public. I'm, I'm really pleased with what he's been able to get done and the, the funds that they were able to raise. He recently mentioned that they raised over 10,000 funds, $10,000. That's, so that's wild. Bruce, enjoy your weekend. Good talking to you, and uh, go Bills. Go Bills. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.